Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca-Cola, All Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. We are back on the island. Gary, because you've been watching your box sets, I can't help but notice there's a lot of Maltesers and Chris packets on the island that weren't here last time we visited, but, you know. Don't worry, I've got a cleaner. Okay, so if you didn't hear Gary's list, this is the Custom TV Podcast's Desert Island Dramas. Gary did his ten, and now it's time for Matt to shine. These are the dramas that shaped us. Spinoza. Descartes, Hobbes, Locke, Freud, Adler, Young, Mayer, Sullivan, Pony, Pablo. End of lecture. The dramas that defined us. As part of a new initiative christened Truth and Reconciliation, Following a miscarriage of justice, parties are invited to engage in dialogue to initiate the healing process. There seems to be an oversight. Some of the officers involved in my wrongful conviction are missing. Superintendent Hastings, as senior investigating officer, represents the whole team. Well, I want them here. Well, this new box you need to tick just... won't get ticked. This is Desert Island Dramas. You still don't get it, do you? Huh? Ain't about your money, bro. The boy gave you up. That's right. And we ain't had to torture his ass neither. From the team at the Custard TV Podcast. Gary did his in a 10 to 1 structure. Matt decided not to do that. Nah. So. He's doing it sort of autobiographical. This is the time. If you've ever sat there after you've listened to one of our ordinary podcasts and go, who is the man behind the Northern Voice? This is the time we find that out. A and indeed up. Um, Who is the man behind the... So I have to ask you the same question Mm -hmm. I asked Gary before he started his list. Lots of people watch TV. Lots of people love TV. Why are you somebody who watches it and then talks about it like this? I think... You know, all three of us sort of look at it in a different dimension, in more of a sort of... You know, a lot of people just watch it, entertainment value, nothing more. I think we analyse it more, analyse the acting, analyse when it's on and things like that. And I think from about, say, about ten years ago, I realised that I was someone who did that and sort of started writing about it. I've almost been writing about it now for about ten years. Um, And obviously the podcasting came as a result of writing it, you know, once Mm. we've been in contact and found out we had similar tastes and things like that you really haven't influenced my t- i think this no i really don't feel like i have i 
Because at That's first I, I thought wa- I know what... That is because I watch everything, uh, more or less, yeah. you know. Basically, something's on this list. I, it, it's not informed by everything. I haven't watched a lot of no. the big dramas. I've never really watched Breaking Bad, Sopranos. There are some big names on this list, but, you know, it, it's it's when things grab you, I think, that you want yeah. to promote them. Like we were talking last time about the first series of Broadchurch that it, all, it sort of grabbed us all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've loved telly since I was little. I mean, comedy was first for me. Um I think I, I had quite a lenient childhood in that I was allowed to stay up till, you know, ten, half ten to watch some of the more risque or, comedies. Or terrible sloppy parenting. Yeah, sloppy maybe. parenting. <laughs> so, well, like, sort of, I, I, I'm not saying like when I was eight, say like when no, I was sort saying of we four. 11 or 12 and was allowed okay. to watch sort of Harry Enfield, Fast Show, Men Behaving Badly, things like that, things maybe Father Ted. So, you know, you're looking around, what what would I have been in, like, 90... I was 11 or 12 in 95 yeah. when sort of stuff like Father Ted and Men Behaving Badly... But when you watch like... stuff like Father Ted and Men Behaving Badly, which I also would consider, mm. oh, I'm staying up to watch this. Yeah. When you watch it now, you realise it, it was not at all... I mean, Father Ted wasn't risky. Men Behaving no. Badly was quite risque. I would there were moments. I would say probably moments. for an 11-year-old watching that and not understanding everything. I mean, there are some juvenile elements to it, but... Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, Drop the Dead Donkey. I think I watched when I was that was probably around oh. the same time, and I probably didn't get all the gags because it was quite toppy. And Spitting Image. You don't get all of my gags though, do you? Really? Yeah, and, and sp- <laughs> Spitting Image. I must have been ten or eleven when I started watching that. So yeah. a lot of those comedies, I think I was watching before. You know, I, I'd reference them, and maybe like one or two people in the class would get them. But you know, yeah, no, I think I was allowed to stay up and watch things, maybe. You're the only one of us who is also a bit of a film buff. Like, I will research films and watch mm. them based upon well, what I've heard I mean, I've got sale. a uh, degree in film studies. I've got a... Uh, How's well, that working out at the post I office? I did not know that. Yeah, my, my degree is in English and film <laughs> studies. I never completed it, but I did start a master's in film studies as well. So, I think it was films first. So, while I was doing my degree, I sort of... I watched a, a bit of telly, but I think it was post sort of... 2004 maybe that I started getting into TV more and um, well I think there was to be fair to you there was a shift as well in TV at that time Mm -hmm. I mean nobody of our age is going to be sitting at home raving about Inspector Lindley are they and Judge John Deed and all the things oh well you haven't seen the list yet (laughs) I know well I don't want to spoil it for anyone the things with this list were first of all I wanted it to sort of reflect where my influences came from in terms of drama what sort of impacted on me sort of going through the years. Um, yeah. Another thing is I wanted to make it sort of as diverse as possible. And um, obviously as well, this is something where we're saying repeat value so you can watch it over and over again uh, if you're on the How many of these have you gone back to again? I've only got four of these on DVD at the moment. So, <clears throat> so actually your Desert Island DVDs won't be... I'll tell you why I don't go back and watch as much stuff is because there's always stuff to watch. There's that always I something seen. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably comedies that you go back to watch more because they're shorter, and you, you just watch one, can't you? I mean, switched on an episode of Frasier the other morning, um, just because you know you you know you know it, and because if you watch a drama, then you might go on and watch another episode, and if you've only got a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, 
some things that did not make the list because of you know the criteria that I uh, put towards you imposed it, upon yourself imposed yeah. upon myself <laughs> was that a lot of um, the British dramas that that I've loved in recent years um, were all sort of crime dramas. So yeah. I thought there are three crime dramas in this list. So things like um, Happy Valley. Uh, Shadow Line, Life on Mars, they all went um, yeah. quite quickly. The Scott and Bailey as well. Things like that I love, but you know, I wanted to make it sort of diverse and quite different. I would have so. thought Scott and Bailey would be on your list, I have to say. Yeah. Um, um, well, no, I don't think it would be on... I mean, no spoilers, but I don't think it would be on my list either, only because we're talking about things that have real gravitas, and I don't know whether... Yeah, I mean, I would have put Happy Valley on there first, and Life on Mars. Life on Mars very nearly made it on the list, um, mm. but basically, I was thinking: a, as I say, I wanted to make it diverse, and b, I don't know how how much repeat value you can get out of, of Life on Mars. Um, no, I, I have the DVD, them. and I've watched it once. Yeah, um, I enjoyed them yeah. when they were on, and I think as well, maybe Ashes to Ashes soured it a little bit as well. I think if Life on Mars had finished, if that was the last time you saw Gene Hunt, I think it would maybe be holding better stead than it is now. There's no 24 on the list, even though I sort of liked individual seasons of it. And season 1, 2, 5 and 7, I would say, are the best ones um, for me. Another one I wanted to sort of flag up as well, which was when I was making the bi- the big list, Veronica Mars was one that I quite liked. Uh, uh, yeah, that was on mine. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that is a good one. The first season of Veronica Mars, perhaps, was the one, and then after that, it sort of petered down a bit. Was it easy to do the list, or was it I hard to do the list? I don't know. It was hard to sort of cut down certain ones, and the one that has recently fallen out of my list, and it's, <coughs> it's purely based on the fact, maybe, that it hasn't... The, all of these are finished airing, and the one right. that was originally on my list that I thought... I'd, again, I don't know how much repeat value I get out of it at the moment, because it mm. has finished yet, and that's the Americans. And I was, it was Ooh, very nearly little... on the list. Everything else, no, not everything else on this is light. That's a lie. But I no. think the Americans, I really enjoy it, and I think at some point I would go back and watch it, but without knowing how it finishes yet. So those are some of the things that didn't make the list. So um, uh, I think Luke's already surprised. <laughs> I'm chomping at the metaphorical <laughs> bit at this stage. The first thing I've put on here is probably one of the earliest dramas that I remember watching. It's something that my mum really liked watching. And I don't think I sort of started watching it properly until about season seven. But then I went back and watched some of the the earlier seasons. That's ER is the first one on my list. I mean, my mum loves all these medical dramas. It's probably sort of season six, seven... Um, when the, uh, uh, Gary will probably remember this when so Carl we're talking Scott... mid mid two thousand yeah 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 no no early, late ninety nine early two thousand oh yeah earlier than that. oh was it okay yeah. I think maybe two thousand actually I think you made yeah it. I think he asked where, about where Carter got stabbed do you remember that yeah I do yeah yeah, yeah that sort of era was the first sort of thing I I, rem- I remember watching it sort of linearly after that so if you can think it sort of went from that until season 15 and it sort of dipped in quality after say season 11 I went back and started watching I think probably one to three <laughs> and they're all brilliant I mean the stuff with uh, Hathaway uh, Juliana Margulies' character uh, Clooney obviously Anthony Edwards that original group 
I remember Love's Labour's Lost, which was the um, episode where the baby dies. Uh, Bradley Whitford's in that as well. Isn't oh, it? yes, of course. And that's just a brilliant hour of drama. Obviously, with like a 24-episode series... You're going to get sort of some done. There's going to be are, some. I think there are more hits than misses, certainly in that early block of three seasons. I mean, there's another one I remember with uh, Ewan McGregor in it as a armed robber. Even the later seasons where the quality dipped to an extent, there were still episodes where you, where you go, yeah, ER is still brilliant. These are Matt's Desert Island dramas. Dear ER gang, so here I am out on the beach at 5.30 in the evening. Elizabeth is sitting with me drinking juice, but I'm all about the Mai Tais. What's your reading? Dr. Green sent a letter. The sun is going down. Rachel is dipping Ella's toes in the ocean as they head off on a quest for the perfect seashell. <laughs> wow, well, I wish you were here. Would have done it. Weirdly yeah, enough, I find myself <laughs> thinking, you know what would make this moment complete? Some jogger dropping to the sand short of breath so I can swoop in with a piece of bamboo to perform a nice, clean intubation. What's this? It's Mark. Fix the guy up. And send him off with a good, simple dispo. <laughs> the day I start fantasizing about critical procedures is the day I leave, too. Which I guess is my way of saying that I miss you all. Lots Dr. of times Green. I thought I should have chosen a different career. Or gone into private practice. Something easier, less grinding, more lucrative. But since I've been gone, <clears throat> I realize that outside of what I'm doing right now, sitting on this beach with my family, staying at county all those years, doing what we do on a daily basis was the best choice I ever made. I know what you're thinking, but trust me, it's not so hard to appreciate once it's over. That you're an incredible group of doctors and nurses who approach every day with such skill, compassion, and thoroughness that when it comes to patient care, I know my absence will hardly be felt. That's just a couple dots, and then uh, Ella is laughing and waving for me. Rachel's found her shell. <laughs> Nothing else? What is it? from Dr. Corday. Mark died this morning at 6.04 a.m. The sun was rising. His favorite time of day. <clears throat> I sent this on so that you might know he was thinking of you all and that he he, appre he appreciated knowing you would remember him well. These aren't ordinary dramas. These are desert island dramas. The dramas that shaped us. There was a sort of linear art with Forrest Whitaker, I remember. And there was an episode with Cynthia Nixon from uh, Sex and the City where she'd had a stroke and, and you heard... It was like her thoughts because she couldn't talk. And you heard her sort of thinking, why can't these oh, people Oh, she had like, locked-in syndrome. Yeah, she yeah. And, and that was so well done. And I think it is well written. And obviously these characters come and go. And I think there are some strong characters. Mark Green, obviously, I think is the one we all remember. But also um, Robert Romano is one of my favourite characters, the Paul McCrane character. It was that sort of first big American drama around... It's around the same time as The X-Files, wasn't it, I think, came yeah. out. Yeah. But yeah. it was the first sort of really sort of populist American drama that I think had that element that fed into a lot of the later ones. It was before 
you know, now we get how many dramas a year, but I think it was sort of before... It, it was American very, dramas. yeah. It was one of the only American shows on over here, I think. Mm, it? Yeah, and I think Early, Channel, we... 4, Channel yeah. 4 and then E4 yeah. had it and then more 4. Do you think ER still would be something that people would go, this stands up for them as well? Or do you think because you watched it with your mum and you've got memories... I think, I it, think just... it was still... It would still st- certain, certain episodes would still stand up today. I think... Yeah. They maybe look a little bit dated. Maybe not, though, because it is all sort of set, that sort of stock photography, and it's all set in the yeah. same set. That it... Again, Sorry. a complete preconception. Was it really, was it melodramatic, or did you feel like these are real, this so. is real ha- real people happening, these things are happening? I wouldn't too. say so. And, Gary, I don't know what, if you can add anything, because I know you watched this. Well, my, my lasting memory of VR was, was really used that feeling it was two shows. One was was a, a drama about the people working in a hospital and the relationships. I mean, you saw the uh, saw most of it through the eyes of Noah Wiley's character, didn't that's you? That's right, because he's the guy Carter. that joins on day one, isn't he? Yeah, he's the yeah. focus of the show. But the other thing as well that stood out in my mind was the, and I want to call it like the casualty moments, but I don't mean that in the British way, but like when the helicopter falls yeah. on the hospital. You know, when there's the massive bus crash, when they have to go out and rescue the kids in the bridge. You know, mm. it, it, those things... That was another brilliant of, episode. Yeah. But they didn't then, happen every week, did they? No, that's, that's right. why they, they were special. It had that wonderful way of keeping things on a level, and then it just spiked. And mm. you got the mixture of the drama and the action brilliantly. I dedicated my life to pediatric medicine. And cared for dozens of dying kids. Kids in agony, pain. You and I can't even imagine. Ricky. Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Din and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. If it was going to die on the month or week or a day in hours and nothing I did or, or could have done was going to change that. His mother had already watched one son die from the disease and she was sitting there watching her second son dying a horrible death from something that she passed on to him. Sometimes it's impossible to save a kid's life, and the only thing we can do is save them from suffering, leave them with a little dignity. In the end, that's all they have. Tell me, were you relieving the uh, the child's suffering, or were you relieving your own? If you were so certain you were doing the right thing. Why didn't you administer the uh, lethal dose yourself? 
You're the doctor. You could have stayed. You could have made sure there were no complications. That he really did die with dignity. But you left. You knew that killing that child was wrong. That's why you, you snuck out of the house before dawn, isn't it? You didn't want to be there, did you? Because you knew killing Ricky Abbott was wrong. It's 15 seasons, so it would take me a while to watch them all on the desert island. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I think I got all 15 seasons for about 40 quid or something like that. There oh, is a wow. great um, to, to own box set with lots of extras as well that I've always had my eyes on, but it's never cheap enough on, on, a, on a website for me to hope. Oh, yeah, I'll have that. But when it is, I will own that because I'm sure it will come down. Maura Tierney has to get mentioned as well as Abby. I think she was she sort of kept it going through the later seasons. I always um, thought she was a dull character, but there you go. No, I liked her. But it had a lot of big actors sort of cut... Some before they were famous and some sort of... Like Sally Field had a big role in it. William H. Macy in the early seasons had a big oh, role. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you um, forget. A lot of big actors sort of made their way through the doors at some point um, of County, as it was called. The second one is one that I, I only just thought of, but I think it's the drama, the first one that sort of made me sit up and go, yeah, British dramas can be all right sometimes. And it was sort of the first Ooh. one as well. First, like, adult one, obviously... You know, when you're younger, you watch like Grange Hill and, and Biker yeah. Grove and yeah. things like that. Children's Ward. This is the first one that sort of I would call like an adult drama. It's on sort of, I think when I was sort of 17, 18, it started. And it's Teachers yeah. on Channel 4. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> certainly the wow. first, first yes. two series, especially, um, of this. Amazing. I- who the fuck do you think you are? I'm someone who at least has a go of being on their wavelength. So that's why the pathetic little act of defiance. At least they don't seem like a cold, miserable, uptight bitch. Go on then, spew it all out. Get it off your puffed up macho chest. What's really on your mind? I really want to sleep with you. <laughs> I really want to sleep with you. Oh, what the hell. I really want to sleep with you. useful to it was sort of light but at the same time it sort of had that edge to it like you believed in these characters they were sort of like were they sort of late 20s early 30s still trying to work out where they wanted to be in their lives even mm. though they sort of settled into the teaching profession and obviously it's before i got into teaching but there are certain gags in there that you can relate to and things like that um, that cast was just mm. full of familiar faces now you can watch that now and go oh my god look what's happened to all of these people yeah, andrew lincoln raquel cassidy um the two blokes nina. who ended up in touch of cloth yeah nina i've never around a, yeah who is in everything yeah, james lance james corden james corden Oddly, James Corden was a pupil in it, and then in the last season, uh, series, whatever, Matt Horne was a was a teacher um, in yeah. that series oh. nobody liked, and yeah. obviously uh, Claudette from EastEnders was also in it. The Andrew Lincoln series were the first two, and he came back, didn't he, during three, I believe. Mm. But the first two series with Lincoln, with Raquel Cassidy, they were the ones where it was really sort of about a, a guy who was at Crossroads, wasn't really a very good teacher. I mean... A lot of no, them but really respected by, by his, his kids. class. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the kids in that class, a lot of them have gone on to do other things, haven't they? Um, there was a girl in the class who, who I can't think. Phoebe it Nichols? Bro- it might be Phoebe Nichols. Yeah. And I think it was um, uh, Toyn- Cara Toynton yes, as well. Yes, Cara Toynton, yeah. There was a lot of names. As you say, James Corden as well. 
Um, one of his sort of first big roles. So do you and... think this is the first British drama you were like, yeah, I like, I yeah, like this. Yeah. this is... But again, links to this, uh, this life I remember watching bits of with, I think my dad watched it, I think a little bit. Um, but mm. And this is sort of a natural sort of sequel to it and the fact that both of them had Andrew Lincoln in them. And I like the sort of anarchic spirit of this. The soundtrack was very of its time. I remember them releasing them as CDs, the soundtracks. They often had like random animals appear in the backdrops, didn't they? And things like that. And all the dinner ladies were dwarves for some reason. Yeah, yes. Just yeah. little things like that, I think, made this for me and I think informed my later viewing i think that that makes sense let, let me give you a few of the names and see if you remember if these people were in it certainly uh, sean evans was in it yes he was a yes, teacher he he? Was. Was, a was he the was he a french yeah, teacher I, uh it doesn't say he just said he played a character yeah but he john, had john, very what long was his very what was his character john, called john paul keating yeah he oh, was yeah. a french teacher uh jonas armstrong uh, wow uh, Amanda yeah, Abington love... was in it one episode. There is quite I a did. list of people that you go down and you go, gosh, yeah, I recognise them, I recognise them. Uh, and that's I... you saying that. Okay, so that's number. That's the second one. Your uh... list is already annoying me because it's already cooler <laughs> than mine. <laughs> now, uh, American drama, again, and one okay. that was sort of a bit more sort of risque going into... Uh, what was the first HBO drama? And another one that I watched with my mum, which you wouldn't think of, but it was Six Feet Under, was, is the third one oh, here. Your list is so annoying. I hate you so much. It's so cool and with it. And oh, God. Yeah, go um, again, is one of those shows where it was just very different, wasn't it? It was like set in a funeral home, um, his family business, one son uh, who's sort of in the closet, uh, gay man, has works all the time for the family business the dad dies in the first episode and the sort of prodigal son played by peter kraus the other son played Mm -hmm. by michael c hall comes back to run the business with his brother and it is very much character based with that element that death is all around us um famously every episode started with the death it started with the death of the character who then would come into the funeral home and whose whose funeral the episode would sort of be based around but it was based around primarily the two brothers the obviously the michael c hall coming out of the closet as it went on peter Krause finding relationship with uh, rachel griffiths's character brenda lauren ambrose who was excellent as the sister claire and francis conroy as the mother as well whose name was uh what the name of the character oh god Ruth Fisher. Fisher family. It was such a brilliantly constructed series. There was a lot of humour in it. There was a lot of a lot of emotional moments, and it does have one of the best final episodes of any series ever. I don't think the quality ever dipped either, and I think the characters evolved over time. And you don't always get that with TV series. You believed in these characters. These are Matt's Desert Island dramas. You know, Rico, I'm a homo. I may not dress like Jackie Kennedy, but I have sex with men. Don't... Don't talk to me about that. All right? Why should I have to hide it from you? You'd change your baby's diaper in my house. You'd show me a videotape of your wife giving birth. Where I come from, men need to do that sometimes. They don't talk about it. 
They don't leave their wife and kids. They're still men. I am a man. The dramas that shaped us. Um, well, once again, very much like my uncle, is there any chance we can get Matt's mum on the podcast? I know, I'm thinking... Uh, I think I've been... He does also the like Judge people. John Deed and... Uh, oh, well, there you are. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not then. I know, but it'd be very... Maybe because you fancy Martin Shaw. Just, okay. a, just as Judge John Deed and not as George Gently, though. Interesting, it must be the road. It's interesting how family members influence your television. I think, I, yeah, I think gone down, but she does love Happy Valley. Um, yeah. But as, as you know, me talking about it before, she also likes, like, you know, come dine with me. And, and don't tell the bride. Don't tell the bride and place in the sun um, and things like Gar- that. Gary, it's, it's a US drama that is gets a lot of praise. I just find it, when you I just find it spellbinding, six feet under. I just think it's brilliant, but... It's not one I've heard you talk about or praise. No, or... You really enjoyed Brothers and Sisters, though, which was... Well, I didn't enjoy... Well, no, I didn't... No, let's get this right. I watched the first series of Brothers and Sisters. Okay. I wouldn't say I enjoyed okay. it tremendously. Six Feet Under is one of those ones that I just never got, I think. It's on the famed list. I'd have to say that. Um, oh and, and obviously, one of the things is that I, Peter Krause has gone on and done a lot of good things. Obviously, Michael C. Hall has gone on and done Dexter. So there's some great names in it. I just think as well, the other thing that didn't appeal to me was I didn't like the death thing. So, I mean, if you don't like... <laughs> no, but, like, I wasn't... It's kind of crucial, isn't it? In the 70s element. In Life on Mars. It's in the same way that Mad Men, I didn't like advertising. So... But I have to say, I don't know whether my love of it is influenced by the fact that I got the entire box set for like £3.50 at yeah, a charity this is shop. one of the only things that I watched. <laughs> I watched this sort of very much chronologically. Uh, mm. yeah, linearly, it was on E4 and maybe then more 4. I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe so. This is where the list loses the call, so you won't be able to But it was one where I think I'd heard, I, I'd sort of got into watching TV a bit more Hearing people talk, I think it was on a Golden Globe show one year, and talking about this show, uh, it's the Gilmore Girls, and um, yeah, then just it, lost the call. Oh, yeah, it all I, fell so out. I told you, I would say guilty pleasure, but not really. It's not like a full-on drama, and that's maybe why it's not viewed. And I, I was thinking, can I count this as a drama because it is quite light? But I suppose it, it's sort of like oh, comfort. Well, so is so is teachers. It's comfort TV. That's how I would describe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Have you ever watched it, Gary? Because I know. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched uh, about three or four series of this. I really, See, I never I, knew I really that. Like it. <laughs> I, you I really, really like, like it as well. Yeah, but I think for the same reason, it's not something I would ever want to watch every episode of. I feel I can watch an episode, and it's just nice, comfortable yeah, telling. As you're saying about sitcoms, I mean, this is probably the one that I would. I, I probably repeat versions of this. I've probably seen some episodes multiple times. And I believe first UK broadcast of it was on Nickelodeon over here. Um, right. Yeah. Wow, uh, well like seven o'clock on on Sundays, and then I got to talking to a friend about this. I bought the box sets. We started watching, and that's I think why it's remained with me because one of my friends yeah. we used to I used to buy the box set, and we sort of literally went through. See, I'd I'd go to her house or her flat or something, and we watched the entire season over, say three or four days. This has the sort of small town charm element. Very different from Twin Peaks' small town. This is another small town. Yeah. Uh, Stars Hollow in Connecticut, and a lot of it, a lot of the humour comes from the colourful characters who populate the town. And it's also about the relationships between mothers and daughters. Both the um, mother, played by Long Graham, Laura and Alexis Bledel's character Rory, they're almost sort of best friends. And then the relationship between Laura and her mum Emily and the the parents there are oh. very much sort of. Uh, I love the parents. Connecticut 
based like you know country clubs and all that and she basically as soon as she had she found out she was pregnant didn't want to marry the dad ran off to this small town and has had had a frosty relationship with the parents ever since and the series sort of follows that relationship trying to rebuild it over the years and it's just great i mean that that balance of drama and comedy these are matt's desert island dramas maybe an intense weekend together was not the best idea for us maybe we need to start with something simpler like what a brisk walk around the block no i hate exercise oh well as long as you find this amusing um come on there has to be something else. Something small. Like what? This is my robe. And I want you to go into your room and get your robe. And then, exactly at the same time, we are going to shove these robes in our suitcases and we are going to walk out that door and leave with them. That's stealing. Yes, it is. You want me to steal a robe. That's how we're going to bond. Mom, you love this robe. You've talked about nothing but this robe since we got here. So this robe will be symbolic of our trip together. But that's crazy. As soon as they check the room, they're going to know the robes are gone and then they're going to charge our credit card. Well, how do you know? Because that's what the little tag on the hanger says. Well, the little tag on the hanger could be right or the little tag on the hanger could just be there trying to scare us away from trying. Either way, whether we get away with it or not, it's something we did, you and I. You're serious. I'm folding this robe up. Lorelai. I'm putting this robe in my bag. That's lunacy. I am zipping up the bag that contains the robe. I have a perfectly good robe at home. Now the only question is, am I doing it alone? Did you ever steal a robe with Rory? No, Rory would never steal. She's far too moral for that. You, however, vicious trollop, what's it gonna be? You do know, in the course of one night, you've turned me into an adulterer and a thief. I'll have you working at the chicken ranch by the end of the month. I cannot believe I'm doing this. The the cast are great. The the script is very, very fast-paced. The dialogue just sort of moves very quickly, doesn't it, Gary? And and, and nothing really happens. I mean, it's... it's No, again... There's not much yeah. action involved. It's, it's, it's very much based around those characters, and those characters yeah. are written so well. Oddly, it's Melissa McCarthy who's gone on to do the most out of all of the cast members. Uh, yeah. Preconception uh, alert. Is it a girly show, would you say, Matt? Because that is well, the preconception well, people well, have. So, Yeah, I, I think it is aimed at girls, but I think it's... I think I just like it because it it's a nice show to watch. And, I mean, I enjoy things like this set around small towns. I mean, I watched Ed as well. I don't know if you remember Ed. That was God, the lawyer. I remember Ed. No, I don't remember that. I mean, Ed had more sort of surreal elements to it, I would say. I remember um, and things like that. It that was, was very similar. similar in that it was about the characters mainly and the small town. Um, was it Stuckyville? Gilmore Girls. I think everything about it just works. Dialogue as well. There's a lot of pop culture references in there. I think that appealed to me. So you mentioned Twin Peaks. The only connection between the two shows is that Gilmore Girls is coming back next. Have you grown out of it, do you think? Or will you be going into it? No, I think it? the interest here is that the seventh season of Gilmore Girls was not... Sometimes the transition to fall and winter feels like experiencing every season on the same day. The shoes in the Allbirds Mizzle collection were made for misty morning walks, surprise snow days, and anything a trip to the dog park might bring. The whole collection brings together water-repellent technology and classic style, so you can stay warm, dry, and comfy during your everyday adventures. Check off your errands with the Wool Runner Mizzle. 
dash through cold and wet weather with the Wool Dasher Mizzle. Or upgrade to next-level protection with the Wool Runner-Up Mizzle Plus. Go to allbirds.com and use code FRESHSOCKS for a free pair of socks with your purchase. A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code FRESHSOCKS. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Not written, the seventh and final season was not written by the Palazzinos, the couple mm. who wrote the first six seasons. They had a contract dispute with, um, I believe it's on, was it on the WB and then the CW? WB, yeah. So the last season was written by other yeah, writers on the show and it just wasn't as good and this is them coming back oh, to right. finish what they started. It's Netflix, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah. For fans of the show, is like... The ending they The wanted. ending that, they, that we've always wanted, because we haven't had what was originally conceived. Apparently, Amy Shim Palladino always had the final four words of the series in her head that she never then got to put down. And a nice little link to Gary's uh, show, uh, number one, The West Wing, as well. In the final episode, Rory went off to work for President Obama's campaign as a journalist to cover his, his campaign uh, for president. It's very apt that his, his presidency is coming to an end as it's coming back. And again, a lot of, as I said, Melissa McCarthy, but a lot of the sort of male cast members like um, Jared Padlecki, yeah, uh, Milo Vettimiglia for went on to do Heroes and... Um, I can't. I can never say his name, but Carrie from The Good Wife, and then like sort of people like Chad Michael Murray before he's in One Tree Hill, Adam Brody before he was on The OC. They they all went through this first, so it was sort of the proving ground for a lot of actors. I mean, Alexis Bledel hasn't really gone on to do a lot. She's done a lot of like rubbishy films, um, and that uh, remake of Gavin and Stacey that never did anything. But There's she that... hasn't aged in her defence. No, no, really. no. no. <laughs> Okay, so that's the fourth one. The fifth one, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the crossovers with uh, Gary's list, The Wire. I think most of it I watched in 2009. This is sort of going chronologically rather than... Because Gilmore Girls started in 2000, but I didn't start really watching it until 2004 and then sort of caught up with it. So The Wire, though, um, oddly, very much started like Gary. Everyone was raving about it, rented it from Love Film. Just the DVDs just sort of sat lying around, never really got round to watching them, sent them back. Tried like the first two or three, I think I downloaded them. And then mm. I went back, I think one, three, five really hooked me. Bought all the, bought one season one to four quite cheap, I think I remember. And went through those really quickly. I think in 2009 was when they showed it on BBC Two, if you remember. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, they did do... So I watched, I think, some of season five on BBC Two and then the rest I rented from Love Film. So it sort of came full circle there. On your list, you talked about, um, you know, the the way it sort of developed as it went on. And I think the themes that they brought in every season, but they kept the original cast members on. So the cast grew every season. And yeah, but there was a core, wasn't there? Yeah, There was a core cast. But then you say that, I mean... 
season four, which I would say is my favourite. My uh, favourite too. Yeah, Dominic West hardly in it. There's episodes where Naughty's not in it at all. Well, but I like that about the Wire. Is... He goes back to being a uniformed officer, doesn't he, in season four? Well, does, what was good yeah. about the Wire was the fact that they didn't have to have this reliance on checking in on what people were doing if they weren't crucial. And to that's the what I was saying about um, Game of Thrones that they do that even though. You know, they keep checking in on these characters who aren't doing well. Very much. Yeah, one of my favourite characters is Carcetti, yeah. uh, the mayor. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised you didn't by... mention that, the, po- the political element. No, I think element, it kind of right? went out of my head because I, I, I there was Agent so Gillen. Yeah, doing an amazing American accent. And I think that the, the following of him going from politician to mayor and mm. beating out some of the people that were in it is, is one of the better storylines in the later yeah. series. There are so many great characters, so many great cast members. This was a critically acclaimed one that took me a while to get into but when mm. i did i understood mm. the the importance of it some of my favorite cast members i think clark peters is lester freeman i think that's an amazing character and yeah. i think he went on a journey throughout it and i can't remember the actor's name but the on who plays bubbles um i think that yeah. character there was oh, just Andre the, Royo. that's it it has switched the power has shifted <laughs> The dramas we couldn't live without. My name is Reginald. Man, the way they call me Bubbles. I'm a drug addict. Celebrating my anniversary. (laughs) My people couldn't make it here tonight. I left a trail of fire behind me. <clears throat> Time gonna make it right with them, I guess. That's right, Same thing, get me right with myself. A couple days ago, I took a walk down in Druid Hill Park, right when the sun was going down. You know how time be like, sun throwing shadows and all. Got me thinking about when I was a young man sitting in that park. You know, watching the girls, smoking on a little herb, drinking a cold beer. I don't know where this is going. I had this moment where, you know, I was wanting to feel that way again. I remember what you said, if there is what's to come, call a group member up and talk. First thing, I called Whalen up, him being my sponsor and all. Turns out he's on a ride with his motorcycle club. So I pulled up that sheet that got passed out. Dialed a few numbers, couldn't get an answer. Left a couple of messages, but nobody called me back. You didn't call me, because I would have got up with you, Reginald. You can believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Got me thinking about a friend of mine. Boy named Sherrod. Been carrying his passing for a long while. Like that memory I had about those summer days in the park. The thinking on that make me smile. But Sarah is, is more of a hurt. But not, as, not so bad like it was. Ain't no shame in holding on to grief. As long as you make room for other things too. It's all right. These aren't ordinary dramas. These are desert island dramas, the dramas that shaped us. Because a lot of it, as you say, at its heart is a cop show, 
the wiretaps and everything like that. But I think uh, one of the things that makes it different is having this character like Bubbles, who's this drug addict, who's all like an informer, and he goes through a journey. I think his story in the final season is the reason to watch that final season because I his, will, I his, will. His Stop. redemption storyline, I think. Is I, I, I think season five is still good. The journalist stuff is quite good. The the dodgy journalist played by Thomas McCarthy, who recently directed. Well, what, what's interesting Spotlight is that David David Simon, oh, really? who wrote the series, was a journalist for the. As was Thomas Park. McCarthy. As was Thomas McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. who played so... the dodgy journalist and then went on to direct an Oscar-winning film about journalists. So that's the wire. Uh, moving on now, uh, another British show. It started as a film, but became a, a big fan of it through the TV series. This is this is England, which um, yeah, eighty six, eighty eight, and ninety. I mean, this is what you would describe as kitchen sink drama. It has the nostalgic element of being set in the nineteen eighties. The ensemble cast grew as it went on. It is incredibly dark. On the film dealt primarily with sort of skinheads, racism, that sort of fear at the time of Thatcher era and things like that. But 86 went on to look at uh, rape, had a very famous controversial scene in it. 88, there was like a big suicide storyline. 90, uh, uh, Chanel Cresswell's character sort of was the centre of it. It's TV that's not afraid to take risks, basically. I think that's why I like it so much. We'll go back again to that fine, that scene in, in This Is England 90 where it was like 17 minutes of people just sitting around a dinner table talking and all the, all what had happened throughout the past eight years came out in this one scene. I just think it was so well done. And I think Shane Meadows has, you know, he's brave enough to... Do, some TV directors aren't brave enough to say, right, we're just going to sit these characters down and have them talk for this period of time. We've been in rooms with a lot of executives and they say how important it is to move things along. And mm. So you can imagine somebody saying, no, we're just going to have them talk for 17 minutes. Mm. But how compelling that could, that is. I is... don't think any other broadcaster bar Channel 4 would probably take a risk on this. No, uh, as much as we go on about what the BBC is capable of, I don't see them doing something to this degree. And covering these themes, either. And again, the cast, Vicky McClure has obviously gone on to do a lot more, uh, but this was her, I mean, she won a BAFTA for this, for, um, I can't remember, if it was, I think it was 86, but I think 88, she Gary, was do you definitely know? powerful. <laughs> Joe Gilgan, Chanel Cresswell, Stephen Graham, obviously, as well. Very dark, but also had that sort of cheeky sense of humour, and a very good sense of, of place, obviously set in Nottingham, Shane Meadows' sort of hometown, so he knows a well, lot. Well, actually, I would say that all your shows so far have a really good sense of place about them. I mean, The Wire, for example, Often is a teachers. portrait of... Possibly, but The Wire, for example, yeah. is, a, is a portrait of Baltimore, and really, isn't it? And, 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 and that's nice linking to something else that probably has a similar good sense of place, and that is certainly the first series, if not the other two series, of the um, Danish version of The Killing, which is the next ah. one. Uh, <laughs> See, your list, is, your list is so flaming cool. Why didn't I go after Gary? <laughs> um, we allowed Muppet Babies. <laughs> on... <laughs> Um, yeah, next one then. Top ten kids shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yours will still be cooler than mine. This was one um, where again, Love Film um, or it's Amazon or whatever it is. They still call it Love Film though. Again, I got the discs 
through the post um, and there was a friend of mine who was equally interested in watching them so I lent them to him after I watched them I think we then talked about what had happened I'd, I'd read things that were written before but obviously I didn't but I didn't want to know who, who the killer was this had again a sense of place of Copenhagen and I think that got bigger and bigger as the series went on you got to see more of the political element in the second and third series but I think it lost some of the charm this was very self-contained this was more this was 20 episodes all based around one murder case of a young girl uh, and brought in like um, I can't remember the Trolls Hartman I'm not sure what he he was what his sort of rank uh, was. Was, he was a regional politician I think was he running like for mayor. mayor or something? Yeah, he, yeah, was, I running think he was, yeah. was running for mayor or something like that, yeah. And his story sort of crossed into uh, that of Nanabit Larson. And, I mean, the, the performance from Sophie Grable as, as um, Sarah Lund and the other cast members in this as well, I think it, it sort of started the boom for foreign drama that we, as, as we said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the disappearance is that now it's sort of become oversaturated and we are getting basically getting everything now the bridge was one that i considered but um again it was something that had sort of diminishing returns as it went on certainly after martin road left borgen i enjoyed to start off with again i never i never finished borgen um and more recently uh hostages the israeli series and trapped uh the icelandic series but i think the killing was the sort of the original and probably the best. Of I, I'm glad that they never did a British remake. I'm glad that you know they went off and did that. They never did that. Because I saw The Killing again relatively recently compared to you both, and I was struck by the similarities between it and Broadchurch. Mm. Not to bring that up again. Oh, on every that, I think, I, had the influence. You know, let, let's let's look at it. I mean, you've got River, you've got you've got uh, Broadchurch and Marcella and others. I think it has definitely influenced British drama. I think it's tried to influence American oh, drama. Forgotten I, I think certain elements as well. A- absolutely. Mm. Was so, that your f- your first foray into foreign drama? Was the killing then, Matt? Was it? I should think so. Yes. Yeah. And that again, it was word of mouth. It mm. was people yeah. saying what. And it was me killing. and my friends saying around the sort of same time that we um, mm. we wanted to watch this. I thought, oh, I'll rent it, and we went through the discs and. I think when you've got someone to talk to about it, then yeah. it makes it... And obviously, in recent years, I've had this forum to talk about anything, really. Uh, yeah, you anything. don't need friends anymore. No, who needs friends? <laughs> uh, are we your friends, Matt? I didn't realise. Oh, yeah, you are. Cause it, it, so you, you're, you're placing this on the list, but in your eyes, only Series 1, not not the subsequent yeah, 2. Um, yeah, again, it was sort of diminishing returns as it went on. I think... They struggled because obviously the structure of it that you don't just follow the murder case, you follow three or four other stories going on around it. And I think they struggled with the other stories going around it in the next two series. That was what I would say. The box sets to binge on our desert island. Again and again. These are Matt's desert island dramas. Well, so far so good. From the team at the Custard TV Podcast. Now... This was an odd one for me, that the way I started watching this next one. Um, it was sort of, and Luke will know as soon as I start talking about it and my experience viewing it, what it is. I started watching it on repeats on afternoons on Morph 4. Um, I know what it is! 
Even I know what it is. <laughs> it's the good wife. It grew into something that I really started to get interested in. Watched sort of the first two on these repeats, and then after that, online, and then subsequently on more four in the evenings. I think with season five, which again. There's a lot of these that season five is the best season of, in my eyes. 24 and now The Good Wife. I think this is the most sort of so- soapy of the of the, mm. uh, of the the list. But yeah. Again, really well written. Well, again, the Gilmore a... Girls, is, I, I would presume, is soapy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I see what it is. Yeah, it is. Sort it is. of, yeah. And both more American by uh, husband-wife teams, the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and that's the, true. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Kings, in this case. I think the link between all of these would be writers who have a real love for the characters of their things rather than the stories. Obviously, you need to have a good story, but if you haven't got the characters, then you don't have the show. And I think the Kings have a real love for Juliana Margulies' character. I mean, I've talked... We know the show, really. We've talked about it. We know it, yeah. You know, she starts off as the sort of white politician's wife. Then she has to go back to uh, being a lawyer gets in with one of her old law school colleagues who works at a prestigious firm and then as it goes on she works at the ranks of the law firm uh, but can you remember why you would have just started it in the afternoons and why it grabbed you I think well there was nothing else on when you know that sort of time countdown was on no I think it was before countdown I think it was on like Uh, All right, then. Because it was sort of the two seasons together. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it was. Uh, I'm one a day. I think it was more than if I'd watched it linearly one a week. Mm. You get to know the characters quicker that way. And I think certainly towards the end of season two, the show came into its own. I think that it has that core of being a legal drama. So you get the case of the week, but you also get the interplay between the characters. I think as well what helped this was that the very unique character of uh, Kalinda, played by uh, Archie Panjabi, who I think is is a different entity to anything you've seen in a legal drama before. I mean, I had enjoyed uh, Ali McBeal and, and the Boston Legal and things like that I'd enjoyed before, but they were very much sort of almost like comic dramas, whereas this yeah. is a drama first and foremost. It's very slick, very well produced, but has that level of emotion as well. Certainly... Um, season five, uh, when a prominent character gets shot and killed, um, there mm. is a, a lot that goes on, and 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 I think there you go, you, you realise how much you got to love the characters over time because that hits you really hard. It's a show that maybe trailed off in its final two seasons as they lost. I think you kind of have to just yeah. assume that's going to happen with an American show. I think when and you lose go... prominent characters, I think. Mm. Matt's Desert Island Dramas. I suffer from a condition, tardive dyskinesia, which is really, this is a funny word for a neurological disorder. And it makes me do this. And this. And <laughs> But, uh, Uh-oh. if you just look at me long enough, you get used to it. So, um, you know, feel free to look, and I, I won't mind. Now, the good news is, these... 
pills. I, I um, take these every few hours, and, and they don't make the symptoms disappear completely, but they do diminish. Objection! Approach the bench. Your Honor, defense counsel is using voir dire to argue his case. You have to explain that to me. This whole case hinges on a drug. Whether, in fact, an antidepressant drug your client manufactured made people want to kill themselves. Right. I'm simply trying to, to make sure that my symptoms won't be a distraction. Uh, part of my voir dire is to determine who will have a problem with my condition and who will not. Makes sense to me, Mrs. Florek. Overruled. As I was saying, I don't want my symptoms to be a distraction, but I have to tell you that, that they do intensify when I become perplexed and... I'm, I'm just, I'm really transparent that way. So, I, for example, I don't want you to be distracted when my opponents are questioning. Objection! So, are we going to have a trial at some point? Your Honor, Mr. Canning is trying yet again to taint this jury. How? I, I, I was helping you this time. I just don't want my movements to be a distraction. No, sir. You're guaranteeing that the jury will be watching you throughout our testimony to see how you react. My God. The, the, the cynicism here is breathtaking. Have you thought maybe you might have a problem with disabled people? Oh, you're all right, all right, Mr. Canning, let's try to keep the pain, the outrage to a minimum here. These aren't ordinary dramas. These are desert island dramas, the dramas that shaped us. Are you enjoying Matt's picks? Make sure you subscribe on iTunes for the latest episodes of the Custard TV podcast. But would you say with all of the, sh- the shows so far, you prefer things character driven because Gary's was more concept driven wasn't it I think character sort of I think I mean if it hasn't got the concept then it's going to fail but I think characters more so I think I don't know if this applies to the next one though which is the other crossover with Gary uh, Line of Duty uh, yes right. Line of Duty you could almost say is a bit like a British version of The Wire I think it's grown into it as I said with a lot of these shows they've sort of diminished in quality as they've gone on. This has grown in quality with every season. Season, yeah, you know. There's not a lot to say. What I will say is that I think a lot of what works in Line of Duty is the fact that they've got the time, they've got the bravery to do these long, drawn-out interrogation scenes. Sitting down, people talking, and just being hooked in on that. And the factual basis of those, you know, they do it very much, you know, they've got the police... um, Assistance. Something that never really hit me before that I remembered whilst watching this last series is they don't sit there and say, right, we've got this bit of evidence. They do it in real, right, evidence, two, yeah, four, yeah, zip, yeah. right, zip. I am now, That's what you're I saying. Am, is it, I am not now showing yeah. everything. Yeah, and you have those shocking elements like the Jessica Rain character being pushed out the window, which was, I mean, the first series yeah. I liked, but I think it was going to that series two screening, sitting there, seeing that scene being surrounded by the cast and just getting, you know, I love this series. I think Keely Hawes helped, really, to bring this into its own. You know, the second series, I think, was a lot more talked about than the first. And the third one was even more so. I think this last series we've just had was absolutely fantastic. Matt's Desert Island Dramas. Don't flatter yourself, Steve. I might have been a complete emotional wreck, but I didn't want you. We were just two lonely people having a fumble. It might have sounded convincing on tape, but it was empty and it was pathetic. Back to planning of evidence. The accusation's been around so long that people are starting to think they don't have to prove it. Instead, it's down to me to disprove it. You know the truth. You know I didn't do it. 
I've just spent a year and a half of my life in prison. I've lost everything. My home, my job, my whole future. Maybe now you've got a taste of what it's like to know that you're innocent and yet still have your whole life destroyed. Let me be clear. That money was put in my house to frame me. I am innocent. I am the victim in all of this. You're unbelievable. No. No, I want justice. And I don't care how unjustly I get it. Everything about it worked. It was well paced, well acted. I think the entire ensemble cast you know, there's Vicky McClure, Adrian Dunbar, Martin Compton, Craig Parkinson. Those four actors, I think, are so good. And I just think it's just such a brilliant edge of your seat drama. You know, I was pacing around. the, I was standing up at the end of that last <laughs> wow. episode and just pacing around the living room. Just like, it's so... It's... Have you recommended it to anyone? Yeah, I've tried. Yeah, I, I have recommended it to several people at work because it's on Netflix now, isn't it? Do you miss, though, because a lot of these you've watched with other people. Do you miss? I feel like I'm immediate... sort of watching it with you guys now because we yeah. talk about it. So, um... as you say, it's that chat afterwards. Again, it, mm. it goes back to my one about my conversations with my uncle. It goes back to that fact that television is a social thing as well. And it makes you want to talk about it, talk about what I you like. I think now we've got like. Twitter as well. Yeah. Everybody's in on it together mm, rather yeah, than yeah, sitting yeah, down yeah. with more. Yeah, I, I get that. But it is nice, isn't it, to, after it finishes to go, wow, wasn't that yeah, amazing? Yeah. So, but I suppose, yeah, the three of us do do that now. Can you guess what my last one is? Probably not. Is this, is this your already, Have we already done ten? Yeah. Crikey, okay. all this... Um, well, based on the fact that you said that you didn't have... Oh. It must be another British show. And it must be quite recent, um, because he's going chronologically. And he's oh, not having it's not, um, it's not um, the one set in Yorkshire. Not the, um, the one no, with the he's not people. having that. He's No, no, no. The one with the old people in it. No, no, no. Last Tango. Last No, that would have been... <laughs> well, we, know it's, we know it's not Scott and Bailey. Shall I tell you? No, no, I'm going to guess this. No, we'll get there if it's more recent. This is not. Uh, this is England. You know what? We might not get there. No, Would on, we have on. got there? Hold on. Um. Uh. Thirteen. No. Okay. Good no. Job. Go on. Utopia is my last one. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I tell you I, what. Yeah. Your list is is far cooler than you are. How is that even <laughs> possible? Again, I wanted this to be, wanted this to be as. How possible. have you done that, though? How have you made a list this cool? Go on. You it's told me or someone else, surely. <laughs> yeah, it's from stop. The Guardian, this list. <laughs> it's a comic. No, it's a graphic novel. It's called The Utopia Experiment. It's about a scientist who makes a deal with the devil. If just one of those conspiracy theories is proved, just what about Utopia, then? Don't start with that Nostradamus crap. Tell him, Becky. There are some things in it that are a bit odd. Think that after the manuscript, there must be something in it that they want. My name is Jessica Hyde. Come with me now, or you'll all die. My dad wrote you, Debbie. Where is Jessica Hyde? <gasps> Your lies as you knew them are over. 
If you can adjust, you will live. If you can't, you will die. Like the first episode of Series 2 of Line of Duty, mm. this was very much a series you watch the first episode and you go, wow, that's completely different to anything I've ever seen. I think. Well, you might even I... watch it and go, what was, what was that? What yeah. did I, I do just see? I do remember thinking that when I watched it. What the I hell think, is like, that? I think the colour, is the color, the themes. Every, I mean, the fact that this is written by one of the co-writers of Pulling, um, <laughs> you, wouldn't have, you would never have guessed that. I just think it is such an original concept. I think everything mm. about it, from the characters to the way everyone has a certain way of dressing, the music is so different. Yeah. You know, the themes this is about, you know, dr- um, culling down the population. When we were talking about sci-fi last week on Gary's list, is this plays into fears about overpopulation and what we're going to do when the population increases to the extent where, you know, there's not enough food to go around and things like that. It, and it's more sort of, science. It's more science. Yeah. Science fiction. This really, shady investigate, this shady company who the network they were called mm. that are, are sort of trying to control everything basically um, and using certain government officials to get what they want. I think it's like Russian flu they were trying to break out in the uh, series two. Um, Nadia Akhtar as Wilson Wilson is fantastic. Um, the name of the guy from Humans, um, Neil. Oh, is it Neil something? God. As Arby, the, the you know, where is Jessica? Oh, I've forgotten her name. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Jessica Hyde. Yeah, I was... I, I, and yeah, Neil... Neil Maskell. Neil Maskell. It is Gary. The, Gary's the just on shifted. Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Is he uh, like, is it uh, Neil, even the, the way the character sort of walked around, like the way Neil Maskell walked around, and the fact that the first episode of Series 2 was a flashback, which filled in a lot of, you know, what happened to the characters before. Everything about it was just so different, and you just sit mm. there and go... Wow, and, and I've never seen. I remember thinking I've never seen anything like this before. And again, Channel Four, who I don't think had the confidence in it to let it run to its natural conclusion. Um, Do you think perhaps it was a little too ahead of its time, and that's why it never got picked up I for a third? I would say so. I think they dropped it in the middle of summer. The second series, um, right? Well, whereas and... the first series was a January one, wasn't it? I remember it was mm. like the only thing on in a very bleak January. Mm. I just don't think that they had the courage to put it on somewhere prominent, and I don't know if it if it ever will be finished off. I don't know if we'll get like uh, an Amazon Netflix picking this up. Um, but I mean, Dennis Kelly wants to finish it off. He wants a one-off, and at the moment, no one's giving him. I think he's got it written. I think he knows how he wants it to end. You'd you'd think in today's age they would find yeah. something. Would uh, somewhere uh, would find something. I think something. personally as well, this was one where it's sort of at the start of sort of when I was writing, you know, writing for you and got to go to the second series mm. screen. And I just think it, it's, it's you're some, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's Line of Duty and Utopia. I think are two shows that are sort of so not, I would make synonymous with my time sort of writing about TV. And I think the killing to an extent as well. I think all of this list is stuff that, as I said before, just going back to what I said, is stuff that A, I think would have repeat viewing value. Mm. B, you know, has sort of informed my TV viewing. And C, is, is very varied. Utopia, you can't describe to somebody... In a way, you can't get across what This Is England or The Wire are. And maybe even Line of Duty, when you describe it to people, they do not get the idea of what the show is. 
by the way you describe it. So you've picked very unique shows. Could you run very... down again the ten shows? Yes, yeah. please. These are Matt's Desert Island Dramas. ER teaches six feet under Gilmore Girls, The Wire, This Is England, The Killing, The Good Wife, Line of Duty, and Utopia. These aren't ordinary dramas. These are desert island dramas. The dramas that shaped us. Wherever you start the list from, that person is just the coolest person ever. I don't know how you did it. Well done. Uh, at Matt's TV Bites, if you want to congratulate Matt on being as cool as he doesn't sound. Um... You can do it on Twitter, at Matt's TV Bites. King of the backhanded compliments. Mind you, if I'd have done my list and then he picked those, I'd have thought, oh, he's just trying to out-cool me. Uh, So, now I know that he already had these in mind. So, we didn't come to a decision whether I'm allowed Muppet Babies or not, but... You're not. And if you want my ten uh, kids' TV shows, then... uh... (laughs) They're going to be cooler than me. Number one is Nightmare. Oh, oh see, my number one would be Jamie and his magic torch. That's because you're a lot older. Well, you two won't have even heard of that. No, well, that is it. Matt's list. We will be back at some point in the very near future with my probably substantially less cool list. I'm not uh, looking to the first bit where one of us has to ask you why did you get into television and then we'll still be there half hour later. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a podcast in itself, and then I'll do this podcast. Yeah. Can't get over that. I'm annoyed at the coolness of that list. Because the, the thing oh, that annoys me about... Well done, the thing that well annoys done, me about that list... favourite member of the podcast team. Oh, that's interesting. It means you weren't. Well, that used to be me. But what annoys me is, the good thing about Matt's list, is if you go back to it in five, ten years, it will still be cool. You know... I d- oh, you annoy It's the goal of it, I think. If the girl more girls wasn't in there yeah, know, and replaced by the Americans. That's why it's a personal list, though, Luke. Yeah, yeah, I know. It makes it a personal list. All those shows are quite personal to me, that's why. Mm. Brilliant. Well Bye, done. Everybody. Amazing. Bye bye. I have to go and reevaluate my whole well, television watching list. Oddly, life. I do own The West Wing on, on DVD as well. Good for you. Well, as should everybody. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes for the latest episodes of the Custard TV podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.